It's the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We do a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers and is he a bad guy or is he something else? But my man Q has some interesting points about that uh, Devontae Adams raised. That kind of opens some things up about Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about that and a lot more top five receiver duos in the NFL and a Deshaun Watson update. It's the Locked On, it's the Locked On NFL Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q, and we're bringing you all the NFL to talk that you need on your Friday to get you into the weekend. Again, I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Here's Q from Locked On Raiders. Q, how you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed. Here with you again on a Friday, man, and uh, just kind of um, powering through the offseason, right? Powering through OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Before you know it, training camp will be here, and then bada boom, bada bing, it'll be the regular season. So, man, excited about uh, each and every week talking some NFL action with you. Certainly is exciting uh, here in Pittsburgh. We just wrapped mini camp, so that's all. That's all said and done. Uh, and that basically, the, all the players they were getting to their planes. They were trying to fly out of Pittsburgh as soon as possible, get their vacation started, um, and get and get everything going. So you know that's that that that's that's going on here. But I wanted to talk to you about something that happened in your in your neighborhood in Las Vegas with Devontae Adams. Adams opened up about his decision making process for why he left the Packers, and it involved Aaron Rodgers. And of course, anytime you talk about Aaron Rodgers and decision making, there's going to be a lot of people coming <laughs> out of the woodwork. Right. But Q, in this talk, it's apparent that Devontae Adams is saying, hey, I chose to leave because Aaron told me he's not sure what's what, what's going to happen with him. And I wanted to be somewhere where I knew I was going to have the kind of quarterback that I know will maximize my, my talents at, at, at this important part of my career. So that leading to it. And there's a lot of different ways to go at this, but you gave me a very interesting take from the Raiders perspective that I thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, originally when the Devontae Adams trade happened and we started hearing reports out of green Bay that the Packers offered him more money, which he confirmed on Thursday that, yeah, he, they did offer him more money, but he also added to the fact that, Hey, the conversations with Aaron were very honest. They were open. And the fact that Aaron, didn't give him a, a, a set time of how long he was going to play. And Devontae said he's got a lot of things he still wants to accomplish. He's got a lot of goals that he's still chasing. Uh, he wants some stability. He wants to be able to raise his family, you know, in an environment that he's very comfortable with. But uh, honestly, I look back at it and, you know, there's a lot of things that is said about Aaron Rodgers, about, oh, man, this guy, the fact that he, uh, you know, he took so long to make a decision and him being back and forth, flipping and flopping and all that other stuff really led to Devontae Adams asking to get out of there it was actually just the opposite it was Aaron Rodgers being honest and Aaron Rodgers you know telling him straight up like hey I don't know how long I'm gonna play it could be one year it could be two years well Devontae Adams clearly wanted stability he said hey no offense to Jordan Love I think the kid's a good guy you know I, I like him I think he has potential but he also wants to be somewhere with the quarterback he's very familiar with so he's, he's not gonna be with Aaron Rodgers for four or five more years why not be with his college teammate and Derek Carr? So I just thought that that was a big deal because there's so many times, especially over the last couple of years, that we're quick to kind of dog out Aaron Rodgers and say what a bad guy he is because he's you know misleading somebody in one way or the other. But for him to be honest with a guy, think about this, Chris. I mean, if he's just wanting to be selfish, as we always talk about Aaron Rodgers pretty much being selfish, 
He could have told Devontae, yeah, I'll be here four or five years, and then after a year, retire. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that, And that happens. That happens. I mean, there's mm-hmm. actually quarterbacks out there that would look their star receiver in the eye and lie to him and say, yeah, I'm going to be here four or five more years just so they can have that stud playing with them for the next year or two before they decide to move on. So I got to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit for being open and honest with Devontae Adams. I do too, because you know it, it's also when you when you actually read the quotes and you get into what Devontae Adams actually said, it makes more sense because you know initially when you hear that, you, you know my mind goes right to oh, so Aaron Rodgers not knowing, not telling the Packers what what's what and not giving them a straight answer is what led to Devontae Adams leaving. Well, wasn't that? It was the fact that Aaron Rodgers himself didn't know how many more years he had in the NFL, and him telling Devontae Adams. That, that's hitting letting him know like hey man i know that you're making an important life decision let me be real with you about my life decision right i don't know yet and i don't know what's going to happen down the line here so i'm not going to try and put you in a position where you're making a decision based off of me what i'm telling you right now and we're friends that i'm not putting you that, that you know, I, I don't know what's going on so don't bank on me if you want to stay great i'd love to have you if not Good luck, man, and, and, and go get your bag. And that's what he went and did with the with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, but Q, I, I think this is very interesting. And you're right, Aaron Rodgers has put himself in the middle of a lot of controversy. Right, whether it's vaccines, yeah. and are they real, and are they effective in COVID nineteen, or battling with coaches, whether it was Mike McCarthy, you know, years ago, whether right. it's Matt Lafleur now, whether it's you know what the what do the Packers need to do to win, all those other things. There's been a lot of places that he's been a controversy, but this, this isn't a controversy. This is, you know, if you're a Packers fan and you're feeling Aaron, why didn't you just lie? This is, that's more of him being a good person. Uh, you know, and sure there's, there's protecting the shield. There's right. doing what's best for your team. But Aaron is like, look, man, people got lives and I'm putting, I'm putting my friend over me lying to try and just keep him around on the same on the same team as me when I'm confident I can come back and ball next year with whoever I line up with. Right, exactly. And again, I just I feel like, you know, Aaron Rodgers realizing what Devontae Adams, his goals were and them being close like they were and still are. As a matter of fact, you know, he said that when Aaron Rodgers was in town for the match with Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, he wanted him to go, you know, play a round of golf with them. And except for the fact that he had to be at OTAs, he would have. You know, he didn't get that opportunity. But, I mean, it's just, you know, they're still good friends, but he understood that Devontae had more goals that were more than the one to two year timeline that Aaron Rodgers is probably looking at. So that's why Aaron Rodgers, like you said, was upfront and, and honest with him and said, hey, uh, you know, you've got to do what's good for you. You got to do what's good for your family. Uh, yeah, the Packers are going to give you a lot more money uh, to stay here. Maybe not a lot more money, but more money to stay here. Uh, but, you know, we get it. We get it if you decide that you'd rather go elsewhere. And so that's what he ultimately did. He said he's happy to be here in Las Vegas, happy to have his family close to him. He grew up in the in, in the Bay in California. So now he's got his you know family close so they can go see him play games all the time. So it's really a win-win situation, raising his family in a community that he's happy about. Uh, there's a lot to like about it. But, I mean, really, at the end of the day, man, Aaron Rodgers is a lot of things. We talk bad about him quite a bit, uh, and, and rightfully so. He puts himself in some bad positions sometimes. But this this time you you got to go ahead and tip the cap and say you know what that's that's a pretty cool move and and if you're a Raider fan you really should be like hey man that was really cool that you were honest because now <laughs> now now the Raiders have a stud wide receiver for the next few years so as much as uh, other fan bases want to talk about Aaron Rodgers Raider Nation ain't got nothing to complain about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> that's just being real. <laughs> 
hey, hey, listen, I, I get it. It makes it makes it makes a lot of sense uh, for, you know, for the for that. And again, sometimes these things are bigger than just teams and bigger than yeah. just winning and losing and things like that. It's 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 about lives. It's about livelihood. It's about making career decisions. And I, I does I do think that is a point in the favor of Aaron Rodgers doing a good thing for someone else rather than the criticism he gets for being, you know, selfish or whatever people ac- accuse him of. And that's not to say that his other accusations aren't wrong. Aren't real. Yeah, exactly. It's not saying that he hasn't messed up in other instances. Right. But in this one, I think he did the right thing. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Q about who are the top five wide receiver duos. Is Devontae Adams a Hunter Renfro on that list? We'll, we'll see that here. We'll each be giving our top fives right here on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information, but all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, which the finals are going on. Q and I are actually going to talk about that later in the show with, uh, with Game 4 coming up Friday night. But also, there's the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're get they're almost they're almost there to the Stanley Cup Finals. There's a lot of excitement there, and of course, Major League Baseball, which is well underway. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, eat playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit Bet Online when the game starts. Here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. All right, Q, it's time to do a top five list. Huh. We, list. We, we, we love lists. We love lists. Must we, be the offseason. <laughs> it's the off season. Exactly. It's, it's, it's June, about to be July in a, in, a, in, a, in a few weeks. Right. So, you know, it's that time where we got to start stretching things out. But this is kind of tied to. Uh, you know, you know, talking about Devontae Adams and him going to the Raiders and going to the Raiders. He joins Hunter Renfro, who had a good season last year. He's been rising up the ranks. He finished with a thousand and thirty-eight receiving yards last year, twenty-first most in the NFL. So there's some excitement there. Can Devontae Adams and him make that? And Devontae Adams, of course, with the Packers, finished third most in receiving yards with fifteen hundred and fifty-three. So, with that said, Q. It's time to go over our top five wide receiver wide receiver duos list. Now, again, the, some people might there, there's some wide receiver groups out there that got multiple receivers. You might feel like, hey, this 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 guy's the actual number two. Yeah. We're talking about like it's like NBA Jam style, baby. <laughs> You're just making the best duo you can and right. going out there and killing people with them. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, even back in the day before they had Steph Curry, I was killing people with the Warriors. Um, nice like NBA Jam. Uh, so that that's that. You've but, always been team light skin. Just, I don't even remember who they had. I'm just saying. I don't think I did. They have a light skinned team. Back yeah, then? you, Damn. you, you were the guy. Oh, calm, yeah, okay. Calm that down. Calm that down. All right, all right. So let's go. Let, let's go with our top five here. Who's your number five NFL wide receiver duo right now? Oh man, that's so tough. Number five. Oh man, I can kind of had a list going together earlier. Um, jeez. How about? How about? Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. How about that? Yeah, How about that's a those? Good one. You like that? Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I like DK Metcalf a lot. Uh, he a lot of teams slipped on him, obviously, uh, allowing him to get past them and getting drafted much later than anyone expected, or not anyone expected, but uh, he expected. He expected to get drafted in the first round. That didn't happen. Uh, the Seahawks pick him up, uh, and I liked how Tyler Lockett has developed. I mean, when he came into the league, he was a guy that yeah. was uh, he was really just a kick returner and a special teams you know guy. Uh, but he's really developed into a heck of a wide receiver. So, how about Lockett and Metcalf at number five? That's that's good hey, for me. Hey, I, I I ain't mad at you for that. My number five is a little different. 
It's the Chargers, Mike Williams mm. and Keenan Allen. Okay. I like the way these two these two mix together. Mike Williams last year, both of these guys finished 12th and 13th yeah. in receiving yards. Williams with 11, 11, 1146, Allen with 1138. Uh, these two were dynamic, and Mike Williams also got hurt for a little bit and wasn't at 100%. He, he also missed the game. You're looking at this team, and you're saying, man, with, 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 just, with Justin Herbert, these two are going to be flying all over the place. But I love, always loved Keenan Allen's ability to work in the slot, to get open, to be shifty, to yeah. do things. And now he's that wily veteran. He's not, he's not the young guy anymore. He's, 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 I think he's 30 years old now. So he's going to be the guy doing that. Mike Williams is in his late twenties. All, both these guys are in their primes. They're my number five receiver duo. But who's your number four? Uh, let me go to Tampa Bay, man. Let's go Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I know Chris Ooh. Godwin coming off an injury, but Mike Evans is just a constant, constant, right? I mean, he is the absolute stud. Ever since coming out of Texas A&M, and I've, even when I was in Texas covering uh, all, all kind of sports in Texas, I always said that Mike Evans was the reason why Johnny Manziel was so good, and he's proven that in the NFL, where Johnny Manziel's washed out. So, uh, yeah, Mike Evans <laughs> and Chris Godwin doing their thing in Tampa Bay. Uh, Mike Evans was really good when they had Jameis Winston. He's even better with Tom Brady so I'm gonna go ahead and lean on that and the only reason they're really at the number four spot is because Godwin's coming off injury so I'm gonna go um, Evans and Godwin at number four I'm gonna go at number four guys we've talked about Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro Ooh, I think, okay I think Devontae Adams is, is is a top receiver in the NFL I think Hunter Renfro is working his way up yeah he's got he's still got a bunch of work to do but I do think that they, they are going to be an interesting dynamic duo as far as the different skill sets that they, that they offer. Both of them will be dynamic. and Derek Carr is going to get some chances to make some big plays. All right, who's your number three wide receiver duo? Uh, I think I got to go exactly where you went. I think I'm going to roll with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, and we all know the greatness of Devontae Adams. I just think that Hunter Renfro is on the come up. Obviously, he went over 1,000 yards a season ago. Uh, he's not going to need that many yards this year. I mean, if you really if you, if you expanded this to trios, uh, I think that the Adams, Renfro, and Waller are probably the best trio in the league. Maybe you know I, I could all, I'd, I'd feel comfortable saying they're the best trio. Uh, but as far as duo, I can't put uh, Adams and Renfro there. I'll, I'll put them uh, there at the number three spot. That that's fair. There, my number three spot, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously, 1,600-yard dude as a wide receiver. Uh, as a rookie, he came, he comes out. He puts numbers up. T. Higgins, also a young dude. Them, and they got Tyler Boyd. Them with Joe Burrow is, is nasty. They're, 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 they're a nasty group. Yeah. And, and this was where I was kind of going with, like, you know, who's your one-two punch there? You know, because Tyler Boyd, he carried the Bengals receiving core for years. But now he's got these youngins coming in here. Yeah. They're stealing the show. So I'm going to put these guys as the top two guys. Uh, Chase is dynamic. T. Higgins is dynamic. I think T. Higgins still has a little bit more growing to do. I mean, both of them do have more growing to do. But I, I think that these guys could end up being number one in a in very short time here uh, in the NFL. Who's your number two wide receiver duo? You know, it's funny because I, I forgot about Higgins and Chase. And so now I'm starting to go back and think about, like, reevaluate my uh -oh. list so far. But I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm just going to give you props and let you uh, let you Thank get you. that one at number two. So uh, all Cincinnati fans, I apologize. I'm not going to put Higgins and Chase on my list just because <laughs> I got a Watch couple. Watch out, man. I got you a couple other. fans came for us the last time. I know. And that's why. 
I apologize ahead of time because I just I just overlooked them again, and that's just uh, that's just what I've been doing with with the Bengals, unfortunately. So uh, I'm going to skip on Higgins and Chase, but I got to go to Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, and obviously they haven't played together before. Allen Robinson coming over from the Bears, I just think the potential there with Cup and Robinson is going to be fantastic. Uh, even though it really pains me not to put Higgins and Chase on there. So uh, can I do 2A and 2B or 2 and 2A? No. Uh, no. No? Only five. <laughs> okay. Only five. You All stuck right. with it. You, you have dissed the Cincinnati I did. Bengals. I did. So I, I did. No I apologize. I apologize, Cincinnati. Who that? Is that who that? That's who that or who they? Who they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I disrespected them twice I, now. Jeez. I, I, no, but, but, I'll, but I'll, join, I'll join you. I'll save you. I'll, I'll take some heat with you. Who that makes sense? Who dates? It sounds dumb. You know, I just, I never, I never. I see. I didn't go there, but uh, yeah, I I did go there. (laughs) I did go there with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. I think that they're uh, a fantastic duo, or they're going to be a fantastic duo in the in LA. And of course, LA's got tons of great talent. They're spending a ton of money, and they're giving up all their draft picks because they don't care. At least the early ones, because they're good to go. Got a Super Bowl ring, and they're trying to get another one. So let's go, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson at number two. I I feel you there, but I just want to reemphasize. Who that makes sense? Okay, man, you're who trying to really look. I'm already, I've already rip off of who that. Just like Raiders Nation. No, is a no, of it's Nation. it's Raider Nation, by the way. So say say it correctly first of all. And there's no uh, such thing as that Raiders other. Region. There's no other no other nation like you. Uh, you tried to say there. I don't know what you're talking about. That thing doesn't even exist. So Bengal fans, go for Chris Carter. He has no yeah, idea what what I, he's I, talking I did about. All this just so I can get my dig at Q. That's that's all I wanted to do. It's all, all good. Right, my, my number two is a is a pair that you listed already. It's Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Ooh, I go okay. For, I go for these two simply simply because Mike Evans is still a superstar type of player. Uh, I was looking at PFF numbers before the show for another thing. I was writing on Chase Claypool, but Mike Evans. When I was looking up receivers with at least I think 105 targets on the season, he had the highest contest, contested catch rate of all of them, nice. and that's just again shows he could go up and get it at any point in time. And I know Godwin's coming off of injury, but I've watched Godwin since his days at, at Penn State. He is a phenom. And when he comes back, he's going to he's gonna be dangerous. Those two are still going to be a dangerous one-two punch. Watch out for the Buccaneers. As long as they're they're healthy and Tom Brady's healthy, that offense is going to, to, to have a chance to light you up. But all right, I'm curious. We got a few pairs left here for both you and me. Neither of us have said Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Right. Uh so that they're they're up there are neither of us have said Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Right. So with that being said, who are your who's your number one wide receiver doing the NFL right now? Cuba? You know, none of us have said DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Hollywood Brown either. You know, that's another no. that's another duo right there. But uh, I'm going to go with Hill and, and Waddle. And and the only thing the only thing that holds me back on this a little bit, little hesitation. I think that that is dynamic. Waddle is a fantastic player. I mean, that dude, mm-hmm. uh, he's just he's he's next level. And we all know what Tyreek Hill has been able to do over the course of his career. He's a game changer. So I think that those two guys in Miami are going to be outstanding. My only slight hesitation is the trigger man. I just and we've talked about Tua plenty of yeah. times on this show. Can Tua be the guy to feed them the rock to make them and allow them to be the dudes that I expect them to be? Besides that. As long as they can get the rock, they're going to do some great things with it. So I'm going to roll with Hill and Waddle, but I'm going to also put the asterisk there of Tua. You've got to find a way to get them the ball. No, I feel you on that. And, and this was this was my team that just missed it. I don't have Hill and Waddle on on, on my list. This is my Ooh, team that okay. just missed the cut there. Part of this is because, like you said, the trigger man. I'm not so sure about that. Hill adjusting to 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 his style of play while Waddle's you know work, working with Hill. I think there could be some chemistry problems. 
there as far as getting these guys the production that I think they both could if they were on a different, right. you know, with a different quarterback. But the duo that I'm talking about, they share a similar comparison here in that one of these guys is a free agent. One of these guys has been on the team, and that's the Rams, Cooper Cup, and Allen Robinson. Ooh, okay. Allen Robinson, another dog that I've, I, I watched in the Penn State days. This guy is a wide receiver one by himself. He's a playmaker. He's made it work with just rough situations. Terrible quarterbacks. And they, they, they've just been they, – they've had really rough times, and he's been doing that. Now he's going to join Matt Stafford, and he's not just joining Matt Stafford. He's got Cooper Cup, who, for my money, was the best wide receiver in the NFL last year. He's got the complete package. He's get, he's gonna getting separation, making ridiculous catches. You put those two together, if they're both healthy, they are going to be the best wide receiver duo in 2022 this year, and you'll see the Rams competing again for a Super Bowl championship. Also, I got to say – who didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was or Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald was coming back this year? <laughs> Q, we knew we knew that was happening. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh retirement. Oh, no, he ain't man, retiring. Getting your money. Exactly. Exactly. We knew that. Of course, Aaron Donald was gonna get the bag. He deserved the bag, and he did. And then Cooper Cup, uh, he deserved the bag. He got the bag. The Rams are just dishing out money. You get a bag, you get a bag, and you get a bag. I just wish that uh, they had told me where my place in line was. Uh, apparently, I don't have one. And that's okay. That's all right. Maybe they'll pass one down to me later. Even a half a bag, I'll take. It's all good, but Hey, shout out to the Rams that are getting that money. Hey, man, I can I can just ask for a twenty. That's all I'm asking. Right. Uh, yeah, but anyways, that, that, those are our top five lists. Let us know if you think we're if you think we're crazy. We're on Locked On NFL YouTube page. You can check us out there. We got all our different outlets. Hit up your boy at your boy Q two five four on Twitter for Q at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram. I think I like Chris your Carter. list better than mine. I think this is one oh, time. I think this is one time that I give you more credit than myself. <gasps> Mark it down, because it doesn't happen often. This just in. Oh, man. You has given Chris Carter credit for something when he should have been given credit for everything. Oh, well, now, now see, you ruined it now. Now you just I, ruined I, it. I take it all back. I, that's Never what mind. I do. I ruin things. Yeah, you do. You do. That's very that's very Chris Carter of you. Yeah, it's on brand. <laughs> it's on brand. Exactly right. <laughs> Anyways, we got to roll to a serious topic. We've done some fun things, but... We would be remiss if we didn't give our opinions on some of the developments with the Deshaun Watson decision. We're going to a situation. It's not a decision yet, but it's the coming decision with right. Deshaun Watson that we're that we're going to address. Also, some final thoughts getting you out of here, but we're not done yet. So stay with us here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Q. All right. Deshaun Watson, this yeah. situation. I said this take earlier. I say this take almost every time there's a new accuser with allegations right. adding to the lawsuit and everything else. We're up to now, what, 24? 24 and counting. 20, 24 accusers. But then it was put out there were 66 uh, masseuses that he contacted. So there, there's that number that's out there, too. To me... The number is losing its significance, and that's not to say that more people. If, if it's happened to more people, that they shouldn't come out. Right. I'm not saying that the it's, that the number isn't important, but to me, the as far as the 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 importance of the NFL's decision, it don't matter if it's if it's 15 or 30. Right. This is now. This is now. This has been a very serious case for quite some time. You had uh, the I, I thought it was a very moving piece. From Soledad O'Brien on HBO Sports, yeah. where she talked to, to to multiple accusers about what happened. You got their descriptions of how things went down, and and, and you have 
Deshaun Watson's lawyer not helping his case by no. coming out and talking about happy endings and things like that. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is in a very tough space and the NFL is in a very tough space to, if they, if they want to act like, Oh, we'll brush this off and he'll play the, he'll play the whole season. Q. I mean, I, I've, I've been talking to fans who have been t- telling me like Chris, like women, women, women who are fans of the NFL, they're like, Chris, I love this game. And I even love your show, but this makes me not want to watch this sport anymore because this is, this is ridiculous. This guy is just going to walk away scot-free with without anything to it. What is the pressure on the NFL? It's real right now. Q. like, is this a situation where if they don't suspend him for a year, they're toast? I mean, look, it's a situation where they've got to get it right, you know, and really this is such a tough situation because as you know, he's not facing criminal charges, right? So right. you could say, okay, well, he didn't do anything wrong and it's uh, innocent until proven guilty, which is facts. That is absolute facts. But man, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And I'm sorry, they're up to 24 cases already. A lot of smoke. Yeah, a lot of smoke. But somebody pointed this out to me. They said, Q, and kind of what you said, the number doesn't matter. If, If you look at this as a whole and you take a step back and realize if there is one woman out of all these women that are is telling the truth about their encounter with Deshaun Watson in a massage uh, setting, and he did what they're claiming that he did, even if there's one, that's enough to say that that's a scumbag, right? I mean, think about it. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you do something awful one time or a hundred times, you're still a bad dude, you know? And, and yeah. this, this situation, if he, in fact, did do what he's being accused of doing, and, of course, we don't know. Only the uh, massage therapist and, and Deshaun Watson really know the 100% truth. I mean, if he is accused of that, then that's a bad dude that's going to – that. That, that memory and everything that happened is going to ride with these young ladies for forever. I mean, that's something yep. that you just don't bounce back from. So the NFL has, you know, uh, end racism in their end zones. They have, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. They have Salute hey, to Military. Domestic violence seriously and things yes, like that. Yes, they have all these causes that they're down for, and they have this, that, and the other. But then there's a guy that is being accused by multiple women in the 20s right now of some kind of sexual assault. And it's like, well, yeah, he's not facing criminal charges, so it's okay for the Cleveland Browns to offer him $230 million guaranteed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, as one of the women said in that HBO special that you mentioned, it feels like he's being rewarded for bad behavior, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I always say, and this is totally a different subject, but I said about Cliff Kingsbury, like, he failed up. You know, he got fired and got a head coaching job in the NFL instead of, you know, having to work his way back up. Well, in this case, Deshaun Watson, like, like scumbagged his way up if, if in fact, mm-hmm. he is guilty of, of what they're being accusing him of. And it's just like, it, it, it just doesn't feel right, right? It just feels gross. It feels like you sold your soul to the devil. I mean, you cover the Cleveland Browns in the division. I mean, you know, I know you cover the Steelers, but they're in that division. But I talk about them, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to see them a couple times a year. And, I mean, it just, to me, it feels like that team is so desperate, so desperate for a win that they were willing to do anything and take a chance. And you're telling me that's not a bad look for the organization? It's a terrible look for the organization, and it's an even worse look for the NFL if they, in fact, just let it go. Like, hey, no problem, no criminal charges, he's good to go. Even if they only suspend him for four games. Like, are you serious? How many games does Zeke get for pulling down uh, his girlfriend or the girl he was seeing or the girl he was hanging out with? He just pulled down her top at a parade. He got, like, four games, you know, four or six Mm -hmm. games or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? How many games did Tom Brady get for for manipulating a football? You know what I mean? Like, 
where are the priorities here? So it's it's a slippery slope that the NFL is on right now. Wide receiver who's currently sitting out an entire season for gambling on his team while he wasn't playing for the team because he was injured. You know, things like brought that. Brought to, <laughs> yeah, right, to, yeah. to you by DraftKings. Brought to you by DraftKings. Right. Like, like that's, that, that's what we're looking here. And and yes, there's rules that make those things happen. Like there's a rule that if, yeah. if, this, if a person gambles on an NFL game, especially when they're, right. well, they are out for a year. So I get that. But you are sending messages yep. when you're handling these rules. And that means you need to revisit these rules if you want to send better messages. And I'm telling you, there are there are a lot of women out there who are watching this and they're wondering, does this sport, do I need to care about this sport anymore? Because they don't seem to care about me if right. that's how it is. And I'm, I'm not saying that's how I feel. Right. That's how that's how they feel. But I'm but I and I'm but and I'm with them on this though, because this is this has gotten to the point where it's out of control. Like, you know, I'm a person who, who said for years Ben Roethlisberger needed to be suspended when he was going through his things. He had two, right. he had two accusations over, over his uh, over his career, and he was suspended. Now, again, no criminal charges, no actually even charges at all. It was just settlements out of court. We heard about we heard about him briefly, and, yep. that, and, and that and that was that, and they were gone. But two allegations, he deserved his suspension. Right, and 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 there's people, plenty of people in Pittsburgh that still didn't like him even when he, even when he came back. But this is 24 women right. who are coming for. This is a whole different ball game, and it's gone quiet for so long there's no there's no commissioner's exempt list right an announcement yet that i think is what is making this situation worse and worse and every day there's another person that comes out and says this is you know i was also you know a coster i was also i was right. also taken advantage of it just makes it look even it makes it look worse but again the number to me isn't what matters it's the fact that you're just it's not that it's another number it's that another story another person for an interview to happen where this person can describe i mean you get you get like just nasty chills it's like oh like when i'm watching the hbo special and thinking about like what if that was someone that i knew what if right. that was someone that like that and, and i and i was like man i can't believe someone i knew i went, went through that and not that it has to be that person that I knew, but my, my, the empathy just comes makes out, it personal. Oh, nobody, yeah. nobody should go through that so, ever, ever. Not at all. Yeah. And again, it's just a slippery slope. You know, we're hearing about the Texans maybe helping facilitate, uh, you know, some of these. And they've been, they're they're going to get added to the lawsuit. And they're added to the lawsuit. It's just I mean, man, it's just it, it really feels gross. Right. This whole scenario feels gross. And it feels like the NFL needs to step in and say, hold on. You know, like you mentioned, that commissioner exempt list. Why don't you go and put them on the commissioner exempt list while you work this out? You know, show that you're doing something. I think that there's a bigger problem is that it doesn't look like the NFL has done anything. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, hey, no criminal charges, no problem. They allowed him to sign a $230 million guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. Like, they allowed that to happen without fully knowing what was going on. And the Browns who said, oh, yeah, we talked to who we needed to talk to, obviously you didn't. You know, and, and the ownership, shame on them for just, hey, no problem. Again, if you have proven, and this is what has been proven to me, if you can play the game at a high level, it really doesn't matter what you do or what you're accused of doing in the league uh, because you're still going to get a chance to play if you can still perform at a high level. And I know nobody likes talking about Colin Kaepernick, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my point with this. My man took a knee peacefully, didn't touch anybody, didn't bother anybody, didn't sexually assault anyone didn't do anything that was going to harm your body or your mind he took a knee peacefully and other players followed him because they wanted to take a knee and join him as well and that's why he didn't play 
and hasn't played since 2016. And also, his skills were starting to deteriorate, so he wasn't, he wasn't playing at that high of a level. But I'll tell you this, if he still could play at the level of a Deshaun Watson or the level that he played when he helped the 49ers get to the Super Bowl, he'd have been back out there. It's just a matter of if you can do it at a high level, the NFL will give you a spot. And that's, that's the, the unfortunate part of the situation and unfortunate part of the sport I love. There's a uh, there's a there's a a really good bit that a, a comedian Shane Gillis do, does on this about how football can cure anything with winning. Uh, it, look, just go up YouTube Shane Gillis Alabama football. It's a really good bit. But <laughs> it talks about the reality of you know Alabama didn't allow black people in any school until they started getting beat by them, and right. then all of a sudden they were like, oh yeah, bring well, bring them on, come in. on in. If, if, if you winning. People will adapt to what they need to adapt to, yep. and I think that's what you're seeing. I, Jeff Lloyd can attest can attest to this. There's a lot of Browns fans yep. that, that feel like Deshaun Watson is being is be, is being treated poorly, and that this is not he should not be punished for anything, and that this is being pushed way over the top. Uh, and there's, there's there's a lot of people that feel like that that there, and a lot of it's because they know Deshaun Watson. If he's allowed to play and he's healthy, it severely increases the chance to chances of the Cleveland Browns to win games this year and even be a Super Bowl contender. Yep. So I, I get it. Uh, and then that's, that's going to be a continuing story that we do not stop talking about here in the lockdown NFL podcast. I'm glad you brought but, up Jeff though. Make sure Jeff, I'm glad yeah, you brought up Jeff he, because he does. He does yeah. Great job with the, the lockdown Browns show. And if you want updates on Deshaun Watson, make sure you tune into that because I'm sure he is. I know how much I had, how much action I had a season ago with the Raiders with all their ups and downs. I guarantee Jeff is busy, busy, busy when it comes to this Deshaun Watson situation and the Cleveland Browns. So make sure you check out his show. Absolutely, do check that out. Where before we go, we want to give. We, I want. I want to get Q's thoughts oh, on yeah. Game Four, the NBA Finals, Friday night, baby. The Warriors down two one to the Celtics in Boston. The TD gone. I gotta ask you, do the Warriors even it up tonight? I think so. And this is and I and I thought this before. Uh, that we saw what happened in Game Three. I thought that they were going to go back to Boston and split the split the two games in Boston. I just felt like that was going to happen. I thought that the uh, Celtics would win Game One just because the energy of the crowd. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal there when it comes to Boston's uh, fan base. They're loud and proud. They're they're a little nasty at times, but I mean, they're they're a very proud. Uh, fan base there they they love their team and so they really provide a home court advantage um the only thing i'm concerned about is steph and his ankle injury if he's healthy if he's healthy and when i mean healthy i'm saying about 75 to 80 percent if he doesn't look like he's struggling out there i think the warriors win tonight but if he looks like he's out there struggling like limping or anything then the warriors go down three to one and then they eventually lose that the, the series yeah, Steph Curry says he's going to play. Yeah, but it just matters how how hot is he? You know, Clay had to get his legs back under him before he started mm-hmm. doing Clay things again for the Warriors. They they need those two guys yep. to be on point, and then that'll open up more opportunities for Pool. That'll Pool needs to show up to the party. The he, Pool he does, party he, he needs does. to show up to. By the way, he, he, he needs to show up. Yep. That opened up more opportunities for Green, and then to me, I, I really think I think the Warriors take it tonight. I think that they bounce yeah, back. I, do I, too. I, I, the, I one thing I always say: you don't underestimate the heart of a champion, and these right. guys are champions. They've been through the wars, you know. And I know the Celtics, Al Horford. Nobody's played more playoff games in history in the finals berth, uh, you know, before getting a finals berth than him. But these are different wars. This is a different team. And I think that the Warriors are ready to respond. I'm not saying they're going to win the series. Right. But I think they win game four. And we had an electric game five atmosphere when they returned 
back to uh back back to go back to San Francisco and Golden State to play the things out here. So there you have it, both of them the Warriors there. Q, thanks for doing the Friday show with me, man. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun, easy to get through uh to, to end the week. Let people that can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, man. Uh locked on Raiders Podcast, locked on bets, everything uh, I do. You can always find me on Twitter at your boy Q254. Always tweeting out links to those shows. And of course, here on the Locked On NFL podcast every single Friday with you. Uh Chris, let them know uh, about your uh, socials and everything you got going on. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can find my show, Locked On Steelers, just like you find this show and Q's show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or YouTube. Just look up our shows. If you find our shows, hit subscribe on, on our networks. Hit, hit, hit the like button on any videos you see of us. It really helps us out. Raiders five stars and Apple Podcasts with positive comments. All that stuff really helps us out. You can also read my work at SteelersNow.com where I, I, I write about the Steelers. I've been at OTAs and minicamp. I got a new classroom on why Chase Claypool is being moved into the slot position for the Steelers. If you're a fantasy owner, you might want to read it about how that might make his his uh his his value shoot up this year in fantasy football, even with a new quarterback in Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. But again, find all that at SteelersNow.com. Q, thanks again. Listeners and viewers, thank you again. We hope you have a great weekend. We we'll back in, on your screen and in your ears next Friday, right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast.